we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. So when it was time for ministry and God calling me to ministry, you know, I just, I never saw ministry as something to boost who I was. Actually, it was something I didn't, I just really didn't want to do it, to be honest with you. And it wasn't something I looked forward to. I was little, like I'd be in church now. I might have been around 10, 11 in that age group. And preachers would come, visiting preachers, revivals, whatever. And I mean, I could be in the corner acting up somewhere, hiding somewhere, whatever. And the Holy Spirit would have them call me out every time. And they would just call me. I mean, they would always say, you come here. God has something that he's going to do in your life. I mean, for real, just all the time. And okay, now I'm going to get emotional about this one. But mm, when I had, you know, there was a time when I was so down and depressed and I was just kind of out of there. I had a, an experience where I was, I, I remember I was driving and, uh, and I wanted to end my life at this, this particular point. I was just kind of, I was driving my sister's car actually and I let the steering wheel go. And um, I ended up in this this field, just, I don't know how I ended up in there, whatever, but when I woke up, you know, I felt the Lord began to show me all of the people that had spoken those things, saying, you know, you can't, you can't leave here. It's bad now, but it's bad for a reason. He was preparing me for something. And then I remember that Sunday I got to church, and I was on the organ. I was playing for the church or whatever, and the pastor at the time, he, 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 he stopped, you know, uh, at the end of the service, they would do back in the old church prayer requests and just ask people to yell out, you know, their prayer requests. So they would say, you know, anybody got any prayer requests, people would stand up and say different things, whatever. And I was on the organ, hadn't told anybody what had just happened that week, um, you know, because I didn't, I just didn't talk about those kind of things, but I was on the organ just, you know, and there was a mother in there. Her name was Mother Neville's. Never forget her. And, uh, so she was in the back, and I'm sitting on the organ, and everybody's calling out prayer requests. And she yelled out. She said, when, uh, he asked, if any, is there any more? And she yelled out. She said, yeah. She said, Brother Craig right there on the organ is going through some stuff, and we need to pray for him. Didn't know anything. And see, the old church was like that. You know, she, she was sensitive to know something was going on. And so, you know, that prayer ended up really helping me. And as I, but I knew why I was going through all these feelings of nothingness, feelings of worthlessness, feelings of just my life don't matter and all this. God was preparing me to do ministry like that. I, I know that this, it sounds crazy, but he wanted, he wanted me to die so much of myself till I realized that Anything good that happened to me would be because of him. Anything. Like, he wanted it to be like, remember you without me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's, 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 oh, it's hard for me to talk about it. But that's, you know, people see me now because I, you know, when we, when we, when I, after service and stuff, I'm just in the crowd. I like to speak to y'all, talk to y'all. And y'all know I have never lifted myself up above anybody in here. Nobody. Nobody in here can say that. I ain't never treated you like that, have I? No, I don't do that. Uh, you don't, I don't do that because of what I've been through. God took all of the desire of that out. So that's why 
when I'm approaching ministry to help people or whatever, it's sincere. I don't have any desire to look like something. Right. So when EX Ministries first got going and. Hold on. So when EX Ministries first started going, you know, for me, you know, little country boy from Fort Worth or whatever, you know, and. You know, at the time I was, you know, a musician, whatever, with the other Fort Worth folks, you know, because we was on the map around that time as, as far as music and stuff. And when, when, when everything started and I started traveling and people started booking me or whatever, you know, there was no social media. So you couldn't gauge it the way you can gauge it now. But all I knew is in every single state and in almost every country, EX Ministries was on the mouth of pastors there. Period. All of, I mean, I'm, and I'm, God did this without, this, there was no internet, social media. But every pastor was trying to get me to their church. So they would have to get together to make the, do the engagements and different things. So, you know, I mean, EX Ministries was a whole lot bigger than I ever acted like it was. Does that make sense? So, you know, it's just worldwide, people all over, anywhere I go, people will recognize me. I couldn't go anywhere. I remember when they had me in the magazines and stuff, because they used to have magazines. They used to have magazine stands and little stands, and I remember I was on the Dallas Observer. So every time I got out of the car, I saw my big old head. I, I, I hated that. But I was on everywhere. They was calling me hip-hop's biggest enemy, whatever, whatever, all of that. And I went through all of that period, and pastors would come to me. And they would, you know, not all of them, but some of them would kind of see an opportunity to boost themselves through me. They all, most of them had a better idea of what I should be doing with EX Ministries than what I was doing. And I would talk to the Lord about it. I would say, Lord, you know, I, it just seems like these folks you know, want to use me for their own purpose or whatever. But God would always deal with my heart and say, you know, you just stay humble. Remember, you know, you, you remember the car, remember the, you remember, look back and remember where you were without me. So, let, you know, this, this is me. So don't worry about them. But, you know, they, they would begin to entice me with stuff and try to offer me stuff and offer me opportunities and platforms and different things, you know, and I'll never forget, I was uh, speaking in a, in a city, uh, I was speaking in Brooklyn, New York, and it was a huge church, but it was like a wooden church. They had like wooden pews and stuff, and my wife was with me, I believe. And I was in there speaking, and right before I went there, you know, I had been offered some things uh, uh, from some pastors, to, and, and, uh, or from, yeah, from some pastors, and the, I guess the, one of the biggest things was the... Um, Thomas Nelson publishing deal that I was offered. Probably the biggest thing I was offered in my whole life. Uh, if y'all know anything about Thomas Nelson, that's a, that's, that's a pretty big company. And so they were, but they weren't, you know, they would never just offer you, well, we're going to give you this book deal so you can write books and help people. They would always talk about, don't you know how big you're going to be? If you do this, man, you'll be on Oprah's, you'll be in Oprah's book club. So they were just talking, you know, like, you know, man, you'll be a household name. You'll be, you know, your name will be, you'll you, be able to blow up, whatever, whatever. And then they'll, be, then they'll start talking about, you know, and brother, you can, because I'll never forget, 
we with the same pastor that offered me that deal, we were backstage with him and my friend who plays keyboards for one of the pastors that was preaching, I'm trying not to call names because y'all know these folks because they're very famous, but he played keyboards for my pastor at the time who was very well known on TV and all the time, and he played keyboards for him. So we were in the back, me and him talking, just, you know, because he, he was a friend of mine, uh, the, the musician, and then this guy I'm talking about uh, walked in, you know, pomp and just the stuff and you know, and he walked in and he said, gee, Craig, come, come on, time to go. And I said, oh, well, I, you know, I'm just t- sitting here talking to my friend. He said, the poor you'll have with you always. You're representing this and this. And they were just, you know, just this, just this whole thing. And so I got to Brooklyn to speak, and I'll never forget. And after I had spoken, people were coming up. And I did what I normally do, walk through the crowd, speaking to people, just, you know, you know, I know that security don't like that, whatever, but I don't care. I'm still here. So I just walk because I like to talk to people. I just like that. I don't want to, don't separate me in there. Try to, you know, no, brother, you got to go in the back. Like, no, I don't want to go in the back. <laughs> Gay stuff be happening in the back. <laughs> Leave me in the front where everybody can see. Because <laughs> wherever that pump is, wherever that, you know, you know, wherever that Catholic junk is, you already know. And so, you know, I was just walking through the crowd, and everyone had pretty much left. And this old lady, I saw her coming to me, and as I saw her coming to me, I knew she was going to say something from God. I just knew it. And she walked up to me, and she said, son, she said, that beware of subtle compromise. So I said, yeah. I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, no, no, you don't understand. She said, they know, the devil knows he can't get you certain ways. He knows certain things don't tempt you. He knows the test you've passed. So he has to get you subtly, little by little, little leaven here and there. And that was powerful to me because what she was talking about, if you know anything about leaven, what does leaven do? It makes stuff what? Makes stuff what? Rise. When Jesus used leaven, beware of the leaven, he was talking about the stuff that makes folks what? Rise. And so she was really just communicating something with me that was already in my heart because me and my wife even after that engagement with the big dude and you know all of the looking you know just they all you know and I'm just country laughing joking playing you know and I was getting on their nerves like he ain't like us I'm sure not I told Sabine I'm like dude don't you know I'm from the street I'm a street preacher I'm not into camera lights cameras action and makeup and I'm, I'm not into that whiskey that's all they had at TV in in the back whiskey am I telling the truth baby them folks was drunk all of them before the cameras rolled they were roasted drunk went to Hawaii and spoke and a friend of mine out there but he worked for Paul and Jay Crouch for 20 something years and he was telling me, he's like, dude, they haven't lived together for 12 years. 
They live in two different houses. But on TV, they were sitting there together. But that's why folk believe Kanye, because they believe TBN. And the word network. She said, beware of subtle compromise. And so she was talking about things that will make you rise or people trying to make you rise or people. Because here's the thing. If you start feeling yourself and thinking you're something, you'll start trying to protect it. See, ain't nobody going to rise to a certain place and not protect their status. You're going to want to stay there. So then you have to do things to protect the status. And then you're compromising. And it happens subtly. The Bible tells us that the serpent, the devil, all this is in the Bible, y'all. Look at somebody say, I love the word. I mean, do you really love the word? Like, do you read it when you're not here? How many of you read those? See, they turn the lights out. Never mind. I hope you read the Bible while you, while you, when you're not here. Don't let these scriptures I'm putting up, that be it for the week. You ain't going to make it. I don't understand how folks want something from God, but don't want to get to know him. The Bible tells us that the serpent, the devil, was more subtle than any other creature. Why did it say subtle? Have y'all thought about that? Genesis 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. <laughs> they remind me of listening to the Bible. They always get a devil a voice. Has God not said? <laughs> I used to scare my kids with that. Jonathan... When he was little, I'd play that boy. I'll play the Bible. Hey, God. I don't think he was talking like that till after he got cursed. <laughs> if he was talking like that, she probably wouldn't have done it. Brother, I don't like that lisp. I don't know if I'm gonna eat. I, I ain't eating no food with nobody with that lisp like that. I don't listen to men with lisps. I don't, even today. If you got a list, bro, I ain't trying to hear, your, hear you preach. Like the old folks say, you got a fat tongue. Bro, I ain't trying to hear that. But yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree. So the devil was subtle. So the devil didn't come at Eve like, look, disobey God and do whatever you want to do. Didn't come at him like that. Came at it, came at her subtly. Sins and transgressions that are obvious to us are usually not in the devil's agenda for us. He works cunningly and what? Deceitfully. So he ain't bringing you no crack. Well, <laughs> some of you. Crack ain't gonna work. He ain't gonna bring out a Ted no crack. That ain't that ain't gonna no 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 no. No, ain't gonna tempt him with man. I'm telling you, the results are powerful. Yeah, I saw New Jack City, but the, <laughs> you're right. 
Yeah. But some stuff is just not going to tempt you. Because, you know, those sins are too obvious for you. You've conquered those. Those was the first ones to go. That's why I made the post about this music, because music is the one that a lot of people, especially this generation, they want to be smarter than God when it comes to the music. That's the part I don't understand. Like, they think they can get away with it. Like, dude, like, yeah, now, nah, nah, truth, I, knew, but I understand, you know, but man, you know, but man, what? I mean, I broke it all the way down to the particles and the frequencies. You still going to fight that? Like, you still... And here's my thing. Are the artists that... Is the music that good, Elder? I mean, I'm just... I'm, you know, I'm just, I just have to have it. Well, then I ought to tell you something is wrong. Why can't you give it up? I mean, look at your life. You don't see it affecting you? Had somebody come on Instagram. Uh-huh. You know, I, I don't listen to it unless I'm working out. So you got to have. S- s- I, I mean, I'm not going to preach truth on hip hop. So it's, it's okay to work out to it. That's, that's, that's different. Is it different? Yeah, they came on there and said that. Pray for me. I ain't praying for you. Stop listening to it. Work out with no music. How about that? Let's see you do that. Oh, and then we, I talked about the intimacy. Oh, so what we supposed to do at night? I don't know what you supposed to do at night. I don't want to think about it either. I mean, I got to have that music. Why? Folks in here believe that. Oh, it's just karaoke, is it? Is it just karaoke? So that you get a pass if it's karaoke. Boy, I'm preaching. I don't care. Okay, how you looking at me? I don't care. I'm the truth, truth on hip hop man. You didn't know that when you joined? I got a problem with it because God showed it to me. You think. I mean, you know, and then I start thinking, you thinking I'm lying. Then, I, then it gets personal. Oh, it's quiet in here. Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Singing more than a woman at the karaoke. More than a woman. It's the, won't you just play it on the way home then? What's the difference? I mean, I was just having fun. Have fun in the car then, play it. I don't understand. It's the same thing. See, these folks have given their souls up for the influence they put in this music. They sacrificed their whole entire existence, gave up their lives for the devil to give them influence to put in this music. That's what you're playing with. Somebody's whole life is in there. The rest of their life is a zero. They don't even matter to themselves. They put everything in there. But you know, Christians don't understand that because a lot of Christians ain't gave God everything. They don't know how to give up their whole life for something. Can I tell the truth in here? I mean, we, hey, hey, 
<laughs> I think about you, when you look at, I mean, you know, and then they upload it on the internet. You real stupid. He works cunningly and deceitfully. Proverbs 18 and 12. Before destruction, the heart of man is what? <laughs> Once you start feeling yourself, guess what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Destruction. Turn the hourglass over on Kanye West. Y'all heard me say it today. Because I'm not talking about, I ain't got to prophesy. It's right here. Before destruction, the heart of a man is what? Haughty. But before honor is what? What? Humility. I know I'm preaching. I've already preached. I can end this message right now and it's, it's still effective. Somebody thinking about karaoke because they had reservations tonight. <laughs> and was going to go live and stream it. <laughs> we must try every spirit by the word of God to make sure it's of God and not a subtle subject- suggestion that will lead us down a path of what? Try every spirit by what? By what? I have deleted people telling me to try the spirit by the spirit. I have to delete that because that's not in the Bible. What spirit? No. The Bible just says try every spirit. And the only thing we have to try the spirit is what? The word of God. I'm not trusting my mind and my heart and my feelings. That's, that's the problem with the old Kanye thing. Folks trusting their feelings. You was a fan before you found out. Now you want him saved because you a fan. That's the only reason you want him saved. Now you can listen to his music and feel okay and not get convicted because he's saved. Now I'm going to try the spirit by the word of God and I'm going to make sure that there are no subtle, subject, su- subtle suggestions in it that could lead me down a path of no return. 1 John 4 and 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Look at somebody and say, believe not every spirit. Believe not every spirit. I've had that in my spirit for a long time. I don't know where it came from. I would question stuff. I'd question folks that's been in the faith for years and get in trouble too. I don't care. Why she barking like a dog all the time when the spirit is high? Oh, but she's a pillar and ground of the truth. She's a member. She's a founding member. She's a founding member from the, but she's barking don't nobody hear that why is she barking <laughs> pastors would get sick of me I, when I go in the office I'd be like, uh, did you hear that yeah, I hear what? the barking and it wasn't no like a barking sound like oh, oh, oh. it wasn't that it was root 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 oh, root root it's like bro that's that, that <laughs> That can't be mistaken for that. That's another language, brother. That's a canine language. <laughs> so I'm trying the spirit. I'm trying to figure out. I want to know what's going on. If something's going to run after me or what. <laughs> and I'm on the organ. I don't want to provoke it. So I need to know if I need to start playing Yes, Lord. I don't want to do nothing fast. I might get run down. But I'm going to try the spirit. I'm not just going to let every, any and everything happen. Right? We're not going to do that. We're going to let outbursts happen in here. And just call it the spirit. 
Somebody stand up. Oh, I got a word. Pastor, sit down and hush. I'm preaching a word. God don't interrupt himself. Sit down. If God is speaking through me, then he can't be speaking through you. Sit down. Try it. I'll give you a minute. Watch, 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 watch what I do. It ain't never happened. Nobody in here, nobody trying to do that. Get attention. So we don't do that. I don't like them churches. You can't get nothing going because stuff keeps getting interrupted. Preacher trying to preach. Hey, pastor, I have a word though. What, what is it, sister so-and-so? What? We said one per- church where the pastor's wife had her own mic while he was preaching. Wait, but wait a minute, honey. The Lord showed me that she interrupted him. She had her mic sitting in her chair next to her while he was preaching. She grabbed that mic and interrupted him. But, but, but here, Pastor, here's what I saw God saying in there. And I'd be in there just ready to just, because I had to play for him. They would invite me to come play for him when that musician was on the road. I'd be playing for him. I'd be wanting to play the monsters. Yeah, so we, you know, no, no, we trying the spirits. Amen. And somebody come up to you, brother. I saw something. I had a dream, and God showed me. And you know, if if it's for real, just oh, oh, okay. But you go home and you try it. Does this even line up with the Bible? Would God speak like that? Here's the thing, women. Would, a, would God allow another woman to speak into you against what your husband says? Some of y'all crazy. You crazy for letting them come over your house. You crazy for being on the phone with them. The minute they cross that line, you crazy. We know that ain't the Bible. I don't need the word to try that. The authority has been perverted. You don't tell some a woman what to do in our house, something that her husband is telling her not to do. You don't tempt her either. Yeah, I'd be hearing about some of that stuff happening. I'd be like, man, these folks, are you crazy? Yeah, so we try the spirits in here. We don't have that foolishness in here. Man, I'm preaching in here. Somebody wasn't expecting this. Go back to your story when you was little. You better listen to what I'm saying. We try the spirit by the word of God. It better line up. So this woman telling me about subtle compromise, it lined up with the word. Beware of the leaven. So don't believe every spirit. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. That was back then. It's worse now. Now they got Facebook accounts. False prophets. I had a lady, Bishop, hit me up online. Female Bishop. She gonna tell me, brother, it's your, your, your message. It's probably what she sound like, but she typed it. I'm just personifying. Brother, your message. It touched me. It blessed me. It blessed me. But she did. She's commending me. And then at the end of it, she said, and that's all I have for you. And put an exclamation point. 
You know, like, you know, I, you, you did good on this one, but you still off. <laughs> Ain't that some foolishness? Yeah. But, and, 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 you know, uh, I, was, I don't forget who I was talking to. He was like, well, maybe, maybe she, she, she know you. Maybe she, no, no, no. See, she treat me like she treat Paul. You treat me like you treat Paul. Like what Paul said was optional. And that was just kind of his personal feeling. So what you think is your personal feeling? woman sitting up there with a staff and none of the men had it then she had a Jewish she had a Catholic robe on with a tallit a prayer shawl she'd have been burned at the stake and Jews would have burned how you gonna have a Catholic robe and then a prayer shawl she don't even know what she is I could have went in but I didn't I didn't. I didn't even go in. I could have. I still might. I gotta. But I, I, I didn't. I let her have it. I let her have it. I let her have it. And I'm used to it. I'm used to it. You know, but now that I'm 50, I'm kind of coming out of that. I'm kind of starting to let people know what I'm thinking. You know, you understand that, don't you, Elder Ted? I kinda, I'm kind of coming out. I told my, you know, me and my wife were talking about that because I'm always the dude. Everybody's always telling how to do stuff because of my meekness. So they feel like they got to be my spiritual father. I got spiritual fathers everywhere. Like people come up to somebody in here came up to me and said, hey, man, I met your spiritual father. Spiritual father? Yeah, he said he's like a spiritual father to you. I barely know him. But everybody's my spiritual father. I guess it's because I'm the smallest star in the sky. I don't know. But because I don't say nothing or I don't impose myself, whatever, I just, you know, I take that. I, I humble myself. I give you what you want if that makes you feel good about yourself. But as I'm 50... I, I, I'm not feeling like doing that no more. I just kind of need to tell you what you need to do. Self-examinations are always important. Do y'all examine yourself? How many of you examine yourself? I ain't talking about no mammography or nothing like that. I'm talking about ex- examining your crazy actions, getting in the mirror and looking at yourself and giving yourself the once over. Am I out of control? Amen. I did that this past week, two weeks ago. Well, right before we were getting ready for the swap, I had to deal with myself. We had to have a moving truck come to our house to get our stuff for the swap. I had that many bags. I had shoes. I had just crazy stuff. And most of the stuff had tags on it, Elder. I'm crazy. I was out of control. Every day I buy something. UPS man, I mean, he's family. I was waiting on my watch and my phone to come, and Robert, who works at UPS, he's like, dude, do you know your driver? I was like, man, yes. He's like, dude, you can contact him, and you can just go, you, you go get your stuff. So I drove, I was driving around, I saw him, he was at 7-Eleven. I was like, what's up, man? He's like, oh, man, come on, I got your stuff right here. It's like, dude, I just didn't want to climb them steps to your house. No way. They be making me tired. I mean, we had a whole conversation. How's your wife, man? Your kid, they all right? What about the little bitty one? That's like, he good? Yeah. That's, that, that's how much stuff I get. That's a dirty shame. So I said, you know, Lord, to give it away. Give it away. Give it away. So I, feel, I just bagged it all up. Give it away with it. And I ain't buying nothing else. I ain't buying nothing else. I put myself on a fast. I did that because I'm out of control. What's wrong with me? Well, I don't need you to tell me that. I self-examine myself. I'm taking stuff out. We cleaning that office. I'm taking stuff out. 
There that is. I bought three more of those. I mean, I had just extra. I, I already bought another one. I mean, just stuff. Because I was crazy. <laughs> Landon did this, though. It's his fault. I wasn't even in the shoes. It was Landeezy had me buying them shoes. <laughs> Buy these, daddy. He's trying to live vicariously through me. You rock these, daddy. You need to rock these now. I can't get them, but you can. Just <laughs> set me up. <laughs> I got addicted. And so I had to deal with myself. Y'all don't mind me just being honest with you, right? So I had to deal with myself. That's me. That's my problem. I got to deal with it. Nobody got to tell me. My wife didn't have to tell me. You out of control. She don't talk to me like that. You know, so I just, I just looked. I assessed the system. I'm giving this stuff away. Give it to the swap. We fill the swap up. I had Mike, come bring your load truck. <laughs> you can take what you want out first. That's a payment for bringing it because I know it's gas in the moving trucks. And just come get the stuff and have some of the fellas come. Y'all just come get it because I had to discipline myself. And I haven't bought nothing since. Because, I, amen. That, that's, that's how I deal with me. But that's called a self-examination. I don't, want no, I don't need nobody having to come tell me I'm crazy. You don't have to come tell me I'm out of control. I will deal with G. Craig. So I, I took a good look at my, I said, you know what? Somebody's talking about, what size are you, pastor? Uh, what size is that foot again? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I have to examine myself. Self-examinations are always important. When we judge ourselves, guess what happens? We escape the judgment of grave consequences and repercussions. If you judge it, you can escape judgment. Yeah, I learned that at a young age. Let me deal with me. Let me put myself on a fast. When my flesh starts rising up and I know I'm crazy, let me, let me deal with me. This ain't going to be no ongoing situation. I'm going to deal with myself. Somebody's not amen in this. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? You put yourself, do you put yourself on a fast? Don't be waiting for the corporate fast. You do it. You go on a fast. You just, uh, hey, I'm out of control. I'm crazy. Nobody got to come tell me that. First Corinthians 11 and 31. For if we would judge ourselves, what? That's Bible. God will always put the truth right in front of us. Did y'all hear that? That's why I, don't, don't come telling me what he just didn't know. He just, God will always put the truth where? Right in front of us. No, no, anybody going to have an excuse that they didn't know. But if we are high-minded, here's the problem. Oh, you think you're, so, you think too, you're too good for the message to be about you. So when we're high-minded, then we will miss it and usually regret it later. If I'd only known, you knew. You were just so into yourself, you couldn't hear. That's why you need to go on a fast and die to yourself. Die to your flesh. Amen. Sometimes you can just start eating too good all the time. Ooh, I'm preaching in there. Look at, look at that. You can't have everything your stomach requests. <laughs> oh, I feel like peach cobbler today. And, and sprinkle some Oreo crumbles over it. And give me some, throw some. You can't do that. Some days you got to say, you know what? No, I'm, 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 I'm going to pass. Just to tell your flesh I'm able to, I'm able to pass. <laughs> Amen. Your tongue. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I smell some Pringles. <laughs> and you know when you bring them Pringles around. 
I just go to manifesting. Something is wrong with you. You should be able to turn food down. Amen. And don't eat every time you hungry either. Look at that. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, Pastor. My stomach sends a, my brain sends a signal down to my stomach that it requests something. Then my stomach calls it. I know how the human body works, but sometimes you need to just say no. You know what? I'm just going, I'm, I'm just not going, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to eat like this today. Just going to get me a, a nice protein bar or something. You know, I'm just going to just kind of chill because I'm kind of out of control. I got a few missing fingers. I've been eating so hard. Forks bent up. When you got bent forks. <laughs> Let me finish this message. Forks just bent. East and west. Your forks east and west. Can't gather no food with that. <laughs> but if we are high minded, we'll miss it. James 1 and 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man. I read that last week. That beholds his natural face in a glass. He can't see himself. And that's the worst position any Christian can be in when you can't see yourself. You can't see yourself. You can't see how off you are. The desire to be praised, glorified, and lifted up before men is birthed subtly in the heart and justified by our own deficit. So to be lifted up and glorified, that's, that's a slow process of you being ignored, you being looked over, someone's negative opinion, someone saying that you're not good enough, someone saying that you don't look good, someone saying that you're not going to make it, someone saying, oh, just over a long period of time, slowly, those things start selling in and you start trying to fight against those things and make something of yourself just to... Uh, uh, Make those people or those words the wrong words. So your own deficits begin to justify your actions. So you start feeling like you got to make a way for yourself because people said you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to. And you justify it. And especially when fatherlessness is involved or no parents at all, abandonment. Then you, you look to things in different ways to try to feel better about yourself and rise above the negative opinions. Galatians 6 and 3. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, what does he do? This is, this is how leaven is right here. Little bit of vanity. Three likes on your picture. Yeah, you put it on Instagram. You got three likes. That's the first glass. Mm-hmm. Leave it up a few days. Matter of fact, let me take another picture, but let me just show a, just a little cleavage, half an inch in the picture. That's the second glass. Now I got 20 likes. That's how it works. Now all your pictures just raunchy. Down blouse shots. Dudes too. It's your sweaty workout picture. Why are you glistening in your pictures? Vanity. Vanity. You start believing it. Then, uh, you know, all the folks lustful in any way that's commenting, oh, well, look at you. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. We know why you put it up there. That little leaven in you. It's making you rise. When we go outside of God's will for us, we are headed for future what? Compromise. 
Little foxes destroyed the vine. The songs of Solomon, even though it was talking about a different situation, it, it still tells us, Solomon still says, take us the foxes, the little foxes, because it's the little foxes that do what? They spoil the vine. Just the little thing. So a little bit of leaven will leaven the whole lump, according to the scripture. Just a little bit will make it rise. Especially when you have deficits. When you have deficits, you have to be extra careful you aren't trying to get approval of people. Amen. Some of you, 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 your deficits are too great. You don't need an Instagram account. Your deficits won't let you manage it correctly. You embarrassing your own husband. I will teach this. The enemy does things in small increments in order to avoid detection. If he slips it in little by little, you won't notice it. That's why the lady told me that. Beware of subtle compromise. It ain't going to happen in one big way, little by little. Then you end up somewhere. How did I end up here? Little by little. The enemy does things in small increments. The more we get used to it, the less attention we pay to it. Madonna said that one time. She said the reason why she made that truth or dare, truth or dare. she made a truth or dare video with, with two men in it kissing. First time that it probably happened ever on TV. And she said, see, the reason I do that in my concerts is because the more people see it, the less it will bother them. She said, I got to do it in small increments. how the devil does it to avoid detection first yeah. corinthians 5 and 6 your glory is not good know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth what the whole lump subtle compromise seeks to puff up a person so they will consider themselves first and foremost and that was the thing you know when i would travel and speak i i, I wouldn't wear a three-piece suit and You'd be decked out in the late. I wouldn't do that. I dress down comfortable. I'd take my podium, set it on the floor. I'd be down with the people. Talk when I walk in, I'm walking down the aisle or something so I can greet the people, talk to the people, be with the people, all of that. After I want to be in there when the service starts. Right before the service starts, take me in there. I'm not sitting in the back and busting through the door like the Commodores. I ain't <laughs> They used to do that back in the day. They just wait. Everybody just waiting on them. Where they at? Where? Ah! They come running in. You know they do that little. <laughs> that little bob run. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to do that. No, introduce me. I didn't even have a bio. Oh, they used to frustrate all the people that managed me. Oh, Elder here, Jack. Jeanette, his bio, where is it? He don't have one. I don't want you reading that before I speak. G. Craig Lewis has been speaking for 20 years. He's traveled the world. I don't care about that. Man, can we get to the message? I put those safeguards there to keep me from thinking. Even though I don't think it, I don't want little bits to start making me think it. I don't need a little leaven here and you telling me this and you telling me that. I remember I was walking down the aisle and this, this lady grabbed my arm. I was walking and I was like, oh, hi. She's like, oh, and then she told the girl, oh, I about something. I backed right back up. I said, why, why are you excited about that? She's like, I mean, I said, why are you excited about that? I'm nobody. Don't do that. But I do that to keep myself in that place because you will get full of yourself when folks calling your name. 
Some of you ain't nobody calling your name and you still full of yourself. You full of the imaginary you self. Folk got to tell you, bro, you know you don't have no views. Subtle compromise seeks to puff up a person so they will consider themselves first and foremost. Proverbs 27 and 2. Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth. Did you hear what the word just said? Quit talking about yourself. We're not doing that in here. Look, boy, don't you let me hear about you talking about yourself to people. Puffing you. Nobody care. We all the same in here just trying to get the word. Amen. Amen. We don't talk money levels and prosperity and who ranks where and we don't we don't do that in here we got a bunch of men in here trying to take care of their families that's what we do that's what a hero is amen we'll talk about where you live and oh doc you gotta come see doc do that we don't do that in here the bible said let another man praise thee you don't do it because nobody cares and I know nobody cares or you wouldn't be doing it. You doing it because the folks you told previously didn't care. <laughs> I, I ain't playing, man. And I've, I've told a, a few folks. Like, don't tell me that, man. I don't care. They'd be like, huh? I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Can I not care? I mean, can, I, can that be my prerogative to not care? Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth. And a stranger. Now, if somebody else is complimenting you, hey, brother, oh, yeah, that's, that, 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 that's what the Bible said. Let someone else do it. Let another man praise thee, not thine own mouth. A stranger and not thine own what? Lips. Just hush. Summary. The devil in the garden had a very subtle scheme, his plan. The devil tempted Eve. Listen to this, because I'd never seen this before. The devil tempted Eve with the knowledge of self, which needs the approval of others to be validated. You hear what I just said? Why be like a God if you can't get people to treat you like one? (laughs) It's the ultimate setup. The devil knew that they would need to be worshipped by people to prove that it had really happened. Why have your eyes open if it's not a pathway for you to be seen as great? The devil knew if he could get them to desire to be better, then they would need to be treated as better by others for it to even matter. (laughs) This was what he felt in heaven before he was kicked out. He wanted to be better and treated better, so he took a third of the angels with him to serve him to prove it. That he was better. If he left by himself, when he got kicked out, oh, y'all come with me. He had to grab some because they're going to make him feel better. Kanye even wants approval for being saved. So he's luring people to approve of him for being saved. <laughs> the church. He needs the church to make him feel saved. This or these same desires are rooting themselves in most preachers and pastors today. They want to be better than others and need the congregations and followings to prove it. 
they need it. They need the title to be better. You don't have to, I don't have to have the title of apostle to know that I'm helping other preachers and people. I just do it. I don't have to be called a bishop to know that I am one. Why am I one? Because of the works that I'm doing. I don't need to be knighted and go through a ceremony where they hit me with a sword like Bud's buddy. I knight thee. Boom. Arise. <laughs> Remember that cartoon? Uh, I don't have to go through that ceremony. The, the, I, don't, I don't need any of that. I just do the work. Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. He didn't say be an evangelist. Evangelist Timothy, I, I call you right now, Evangelist Timothy. No, he said, do the work of an evangelist. And while the leaders are self-centered and lovers of themselves, the enemy is corrupting their wives and children with worldliness and low esteem. You know, when the man is more focused on his work as far as the ministry work and less focused on the family, it lowers the esteem of the family. Ooh, I just preached in here. They start feeling like second-class citizens. That's why preacher's kids are always the worst kids, because daddy ain't there. He's somewhere preaching. The saddest part is that once this subtle compromise starts its process, it will latch on and never let go. It will create a hybrid leader who claims he is of God but loves himself more. He turns the church into a business that suits his needs and taxes the people. He will desire to be lifted up and serve rather than serving. He will desire accolades and prominence to prove that he is who he claims to be instead of allowing his fruit to testify of it. All because he did not take heed to God's warning to beware of what? Subtle compromise. Acts 10 and 25. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. Now, what did Peter do here? Now, Peter, the, the, the Catholic church, calls Peter the first saint. The first. They even have the, the, the throne called P Peter's chair or Peter's throne. And they worship Peter as the first pope foolishness that had been the pope i've seen a lot of people bow down before the pope and what does the pope do <laughs> usually he's past the age of bending well yeah that's what they do well the first pope supposedly first pope didn't do that the bible said peter grabbed him while he was on his way down took him up Meaning grabbed him and picked him up and said, no, no, no. He said, stand up. I myself also am a what? A man. You're talking about a man who walked with Jesus, was with Jesus. Ooh, what if some of y'all had that on your resume? How you doing, man? Bruh, you just gonna leave me hanging? Been with Jesus, doc. I've been places you ain't been. I've seen things you ain't seen.
imagine? Yeah, but Peter, been with Jesus. Said, man, I'm just a mortal man. Don't bow to me. And he talked with him. And he went in and found many that were come together. But y'all don't even understand what is going on here, the dynamics of this story. All those of you that are fake, false Hebrews that are in here right now. Those of you that were planted here by them. Those of you that still talk to some of the folks that left here. And you spying on the church. Those of you that are that dumb to sit in here and think God is not smarter than you and showing me. I'm addressing you right now. And the only reason I haven't busted you out is because God, because I'm meek. But for those of you that believe that garbage, you don't even understand this story. Cornelius ain't a Jew. Cornelius isn't black from the, 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 no. Peter wasn't even supposed to be talking to him according to the Jewish law. But he said unto them, you know how that it is unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation? Oh, but watch what Peter says. He said, but God. Look at somebody and say, but God. You know, y'all used to saying that when you're about to get something and it's a blessing. Somebody, oh, but God. You know, it's unlawful. He said, but God hath showed me that I should not call and the Edomite unclean. Talk to the Hebrews. And, and the Edom, Edomite unclean. <laughs> but he said, God told me not to call any man common or what? Unclean. Wherefore came I unto you without gain, saying, As soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. He's like, so I wasn't even, brother, I'm not even thinking like that. I ain't crazy about that. I'm not into that stuff. God's already showed me that no man is unclean. So as soon as God told me I need to talk to you, I'm here. What do you need? And Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard. And thine arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa. Call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house with another dude named Simon, a tanner by the seaside, who, when he cometh, shall speak unto thee. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee. So I, this, this, this dude, unclean dude, saying, God spoke to me, I sent for you. And thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God? So I'm here to hear what God is telling you to tell me. I'm an unclean man. You're not supposed to be talking to me according to Jewish law. But God said Jewish law is fulfilled. Acts 10 and 34. Then Peter. Oh, just preached first thing out of his mouth. Opened his mouth and said, of a truth I perceive 
that God is what? No respecter. No respecter of persons. So how can we be? How can a pastor think he's better than a member? How can a preacher think he's better than those that are listening? When he has to listen as well. So we're not getting lift up, lifted up and caught up in that kind of thing. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I respect pastors that are real pastors. I respect them. And I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't fly in their faces and talk crazy. Some of y'all need to quit doing that junk online. You need to be very careful how you're addressing it. Some of y'all don't have the authority for that and you're putting a bullseye on you and your home. You don't have the authority to fight the spiritual warfare that comes with that. So you need to hush. But I respect them. But at the same time, I don't expect y'all to treat me like I'm something great. I'm not looking for that. And you shouldn't look for that either. We all should humble ourselves. Because through humility is where we find favor in God. Amen. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.